Hi there, it's Jillian, and I want to tell you about Jillian on Love Plus, your way to get even more Jillian on Love each week by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Patreon. You can access exclusive bonus episodes with extras, including answers to your most burning questions, advice on all things dating and relationships, and much more. Check out the link in the episode description for more information. Hi there, this is Jillian on Love, and I am on a mission to teach people how to transform their romantic relationships by first transforming the relationship they have with themselves. So whether you are in a relationship, you're single or heartbroken, I've got you covered. I'm Jillian Tarecki, certified relationship coach and teacher with over 20 years experience helping people transform their relationship with themselves through their bodies, breaths, and minds. I have now coached and taught thousands of people to become better versions of themselves and change the way they show up for and within their love lives. In today's episode, I'm going to share about 13, lucky 13, of the greatest lessons that I have learned about marriage or just about or any comparable commitment to marriage, like true partnership as a couple's coach and as someone who is married that could save your current relationship or marriage or the partnership or marriage that you hope to one day be in. And, you know, you could say that this episode is pretty much about divorce prevention, but you can apply this to, again, a relationship that has the type of commitment that is comparable to a marriage. And I've worked with a lot of couples and there are some habits, some patterns that I see in the couples who are going to make it and the ones who I know are not. I also want to take from all the preconceived notions that I have about marriage, my naivete about marriage, And what it means to be in a marriage. Because many years ago, I was very naive about what it meant to truly take that next step with someone. To live with someone. To commit my life to someone. To commit to wanting to build a relationship and a real future with someone. So again, these are the lessons that I have reflected on for many years that I pulled together specifically for this episode. And like I said, they are a combination of both my professional experience and my personal experience. Because the truth is, no one wants to get divorced. No one wants to break up. Especially when it's a breakup with someone who you live with, maybe you have kids with, maybe you have a lot of shared life together. So even if you don't have that marriage certificate between the two of you, it doesn't matter. Nobody wants it. And it's very, very difficult to end long-term relationships where there is a lot of integration of lives. And that being said, you know, the emotional weight of going through a divorce is very heavy. Because there's so much stigma attached to being a divorced person. I mean, I remember walking around feeling like a failure and feeling actually embarrassed and not wanting to identify with being a divorced person. And so, you know, these are the things that we don't learn in school. These are the things that we learn indirectly from family. And these are the conversations that we just don't have, that we're not encouraged to have with each other, that we must. And this is also why I feel so committed to teaching these lessons. Because whether you are someone who is married, whether you're someone who wants to one day be married, or you're just someone who wants to have the kind of partnership and co-parent with someone and live under the same roof and be together like you are a married couple, these are the lessons that must be considered and thought about and discussed and understood, truly understood, before you take that next step. Because the divorce rate is high, and it's been high for a long time. So the first one is, you have to know 
how your partners, how the pain and joy of their childhood shows up in their adulthood. You have to know that about each other. Because one thing that I have found very interesting in my reflections over the last specifically 10 years of doing this work is most people who are in relationship with each other and love each other even are in many ways strangers to each other. And we think that we know someone And we think that we know them really well. We think that we know them like the back of our hand. When in reality, we are so incredibly complex and our inner world is like this vast galaxy. And most of us don't have conversations with each other that are filled with a curiosity about that. And the thing is, we all have stuff from our childhood that shows up in our adulthood, not only in relationships, but just in life. And some of those things are positive. And as I'm sure you're all aware, some of those things are not positive. They're actually the things that stand in our way. They're the things that contribute to the dysfunction of our relationships. They're the things that have caused us to struggle in relationships, to struggle in life. And not everyone struggles the same, but every single one of us is walking around as an adult, expressing ourselves in the world. And the way that we are expressing ourselves in the world is impacted by the pain and joy of our childhood. So I would argue that if you don't understand or know how the pain of your partner's childhood shows up in their adulthood, then you don't truly know them well enough to commit to marrying them or having a child with them or even moving in with them. And not only that, you need to know because you need to know that the way that your pain and joy shows up in your adulthood And in the way that the pain and joy of their childhood shows up in their adulthood, you need to know that it works between the two of you. Because usually what happens when two people have very, let's say, incompatible trauma, incompatible conditioning, incompatible pain, they end up co-creating a relationship that's very painful And so not everyone's stuff, not everyone's baggage will match with yours. And so you need to know this, not just to know if you can get along with them. You need to know this because that's how you really know someone. And that's how you know someone deeply. And I believe that before we get married or take that next step, we need to know someone deeply. Now, that's not to say that you are not going to continue to learn about your partner over the years that you're with them. Months, years, weeks, however long. I'm I'm hoping if it's a marriage, years. And there's always more to learn. There's always more to learn. But you have to at least start with that foundation. And most people don't have that language. They can't quite understand it. They'll pick up on behavior that doesn't seem right. We're not taught in school that this is the lens through which we have to really try to understand someone. And so you must know this. This episode is sponsored by Miracle Made. The temperature that you have when you sleep determines the quality of your sleep. And I recently found a way to say at the perfect temperature all night long, using silver-infused bedsheets by Miracle Made that were inspired by NASA. Did you actually know that the temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep? I think it's the biggest thing. So many times I've had insomnia and it's because I was too warm at night. So if you wake up too hot or too cold, I really recommend that you check out Miracle Made bed sheets. First of all, inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses, like I said, silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It's actually genius. And 
they're so comfortable. I mean, they're like as comfortable as a five-star hotel without the price. And by the way, this is really gross, but did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? Just take that in for a moment. It can lead to acne, allergies, and stuffy noses. It's just really gross. So Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding, such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and requires three times less laundry. It's amazing. So go to trymiracle.com slash Jillian to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. What a great gift. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40%. And if you use our promo, Jillian at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Jillian and use the code Jillian to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Jillian to treat yourself, a friend, or a loved one this holiday season. Number two, you must know what your partners, and they must know this about you, what their deepest longings are, their dreams, and their goals. And you must know if their dreams, goals, and deepest longings align with yours. Now, of course, if we're in a relationship with someone long enough, these things do change. But I don't believe in saying, well, it's going to change anyway, so there's no point in, you know, knowing it. No, because, you know, a big part of making a relationship successful is having a common vision. And you cannot arrive to a common vision if you don't have alignment with your deepest longings. And so you need to know that. And then number three, this is going to seem kind of obvious, but is your life overall more meaningful with this person in it and with this relationship part of your life? And it seems like such an obvious question. And I think that this is a question that we need to ask ourselves as we're getting to know someone better from early dating to keep on going. Is my life more meaningful because this person is in it? That doesn't mean there's not hard times. It doesn't mean that there's not going to sometimes be rough patches, but overall, is my life more meaningful? And again, these things seem so obvious But I know a lot of people who take that next step and have children with someone or get married or, you know, buy a house together, move in together, and their lives are not actually more meaningful because they're in each other's lives. There's actually a lot more stress than there's not, but they're still doing it. And it ends up being a mistake. Number four. One of the most profound and important questions that we must ask ourselves before we fully commit, and especially specifically with marriage, is what does marriage mean to me? And not only must we ask that question of ourselves, but you must ask that of the person who you are considering partnering with and marrying. And the two of you need to have that conversation because you want to know is there a difference between just being in a relationship and marriage to you? Is there a difference between partnership and marriage to you? I mean, I don't know. Is there? That's what you need to clarify for yourself. That's what you need to discuss. Is it really just semantics? Or really, you know, you can just say long-term relationship or serious relationship or committed relationship interchangeably with marriage, but Maybe if you are considering actually getting married, you have to have the conversation how this actually makes your relationship different. There's a lot of people who will think that the back door, that getting out of the relationship is easier 
if they're not actually married. And that marriage means to them is that the back door does not remain slightly ajar. Whereas when they were not married, but committed to each other, there's still the back door slightly open. So you need to figure that out. You know, and like I said, there are people who want to know that the back door is slightly ajar so they don't feel trapped in something. For some people, marriage means a consummation of love and commitment, and it means family, and it means taking on the world together, and it means the commitment to take on the world together. Here's the thing. Shared meaning is so important in a relationship. When what I'm suggesting to you is that you have to have the conversation with yourself and with others about what marriage means to you, how it differs for you, how it differs from partnership or relationship for you, and then have the conversation. Because one of the biggest predictors of a successful marriage that I have learned is two people having the same meaning that they ascribe to their relationship. And then if they have a shared meaning, then they can at least work towards the common goal, the shared vision. And that's sort of the expectation that they have of themselves as a couple going into the marriage. A lot of people, when they think of marriage, they think, you know, marriage is going to rescue me. Marriage is going to make my life easier. They have the belief, I love this person, but if I marry them, you know, marriage usually means the beginning of the end of a relationship, right? So this is the conversation that you want to have, which is just like, do you believe that getting married is a powerful and positive thing rather than just something that you do because it's expected of you? Is there any hidden belief that, you know, if you get married, that that really is the beginning of the end? This is the kind of hard conversation to have. Another thing when it comes to shared meaning and another thing to ask yourself is, what does being a good partner mean to you? What are the rules about marriage? Are there specific gender roles that you believe in? These are the things, like I said, that need to be discussed. Do you believe that when you're married, like I said before, is there a backdoor? How far are you willing to go to save your relationship slash marriage when you're going through a hard time? Does actually getting married or deciding to have kids or deciding to buy a house together, does this actually mean that you're going to do more to help the relationship if there is a problem? How does taking this next step change the way that you look at commitment? Is it okay to end the marriage if there's been infidelity? Is it okay to leave the marriage when there's any sort of abuse and what constitutes as infidelity and abuse to you? Or is the back door always closed no matter what? You're going to work on this marriage and that is what differentiates marriage from a relationship. This episode is sponsored by by Dose. Dose is a very unique wellness shot, but it does not contain standard juices or powders. It's formulated with organic herbs. It's vegan, gluten and dairy free, and zero sugar. With Dose, each ingredient is potent and delivers results. For example, one shot of Dose for your liver is equivalent to 17 shots of turmeric juice. It's unbelievable. Dose also has a clinical study illustrating how well the product performs. In a double-blind placebo-controlled clinical trial, Dose for Your Liver was shown to support healthy liver enzyme function when taken daily. So while many other brands may talk about the individual ingredients in their products being clinically studied, what sets Dose apart is that their formula has also undergone clinical testing. So you have to think of your liver as your body's filter. It's in charge of fleshing out unwanted elements and breaking down what you consume into essential nutrients. I know when I'm not feeling great and feeling sluggish, that that usually always means that I need to clean out my liver a little bit. And liver health is really where it's at. So if you want to give Dose a shot and invest in your health, Dose is offering Jillian on Love listeners 15% off your first order, plus an additional 15% off if you subscribe for a monthly delivery. That's 30% off your first order. Go to dosedaily.co slash Jillian and use code Jillian. That's dosedaily.co 
slash Jillian and use code Jillian. Next one. One of the greatest lessons I learned about marriage is that relationship security is not a guarantee just because you get married. And this is the myth of certainty. And this is why it's so important never to rush into marriage or never to rush into having a child with someone or buying a home with someone. Yes, I know that there are people out there who get married right away and, you know, it's 50 years later and they're still married and happy. And I understand that there are exceptions to the rule. There are people who go really fast and rush into things and everything is great. They are literally the unicorns and most people will rush into a marriage because A, that's what's expected of them, which is to be married. And B, because they think that the marriage The meaning that they give marriages is that it is the ultimate commitment. So even though we're struggling as a couple, once we get married, things will get better. Even though we're struggling to get along, I know that once we're married, they can't leave me. And I'm here to tell you very directly, this is not true. Most of the time, your problems just get bigger when you get married. They become more magnified. They become more, okay, now we're married. Now we really have to deal with this. Your problems don't go away just because you're married. In many, many cases, they get larger because the stakes are higher. So you've got to deal with those issues beforehand. And there might be certain issues that you will never get over. And that's part of a relationship, but they have to be discussed anyway. Many of us, the meaning that we give to marriage and I know the meaning that I gave to marriage, is that marriage equaled security. And if you relate to that, and you think that marriage equals security, like I said, I'm here to tell you it's not a guarantee. It could be that you think it gives you more security when you have that conversation with your significant other and you talk about the back door and you have that agreement. The reality, though, is is that people still get divorced, people still leave their marriages, people still make mistakes. And so if you're rushing into this committed stage of relationship because you think it's what's going to make you safe in the relationship, even though you don't feel safe currently in the relationship, I'm here to tell you that getting that ring on your finger or giving that ring to someone else is not going to make everything go away. You'll have a temporary honeymoon phase, temporary high of of taking things to the next level, and then things will always return to status quo. The next greatest lesson that I've learned over the last 10 years from being a couples coach and also from my experience of being someone who's married is that telling the truth is one of the most important things you could ever do for any relationship. You cannot have secrets. And I know that this can really ruffle some people's feathers because yes, of course, there are certain things that are private. Like I said, our inner world is very vast. And we, of course, have things that are just, you know, there are just some things that are between you and you, just like there's some things between me and me. So, You can have certain things, of course, that are private, but you can't have secrets if you want a fantastic relationship. I have worked with a lot of couples, and I'm here to tell you that the strongest couples I know and who I've worked with, they tell each other the truth. And the ones that are not going to make it and didn't make it, or they're just incredibly unhappy, they have secrets. They're secretive about how they really feel about their feelings. They're secretive about how they really feel about each other. They're secretive about how they really feel about certain things. They're secretive about their pain. They're secretive about other relationships that they have outside of their own relationship. They think, oh, I don't want to get them jealous. I'm not going to tell them that I'm having lunch with my ex today. That kind of thing. That kind of quote unquote white lie thing. They are, like I said, secretive about how they really feel. I'm really, really afraid about getting married, but you know, I don't want to freak them out. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything about getting cold feet. I'm just going to leave it alone. Or I really struggle with the way that they parent, but I don't want to say anything. You have to tell the truth because the secrets really do make us sick and the secrets make a marriage sick. 
that level of transparency is so incredibly important because it's these little things, these little lies that we tell or these little things that we conceal, where we conceal our truth, our truth, and that we think is so not a big deal. Oh, you think I'm protecting them or I'm protecting myself. They become like a virus that slowly disintegrates the connection. Next. A truly amazing lesson that I learned is that in a relationship, whether it's a marriage or not, we are either growing together or we're growing apart. And most people, and I really do mean most, are unaware of what it really means to grow together. And that leads me to number eight. A big part of growing together is you must have shared goals and dreams. Now, of course, we all come to a relationship as autonomous individuals. We have our own goals. We have our own dreams. We have our own world and we have our own needs, wants, and desires. But being in a relationship, especially one that is comparable to a marriage, means that we have to learn how to merge our individuality with the individuality of another. That doesn't mean that we lose ourselves and become codependent. I know these are buzzwords, but as much as I'm working with someone who's highly codependent or loses themselves, and I'm helping them to become more individualistic, I'm helping them to become more independent. I also have to help people who are very, very independent to learn how to share their life with someone. The antidote to codependency is not you do you and I do me. It is how do we grow together without it being sacrificial? How do we grow together without it being just one person leading the relationship and the other person just following. So we do this by having some shared goals and dreams for our lives together. And I really think this is where people struggle. We are either growing together or we're growing apart. And relationships rarely end because of a lack of love. They end because of a lack of connection. And what causes that lack of connection is the eventual growing apart. And what causes the growing apart is not being committed and not finding shared goals and dreams. And this is really important. And this is one of the things that the Gottmans talk about. They say, that one of the most important things and predictors of a successful marriage is having a shared vision. A shared vision for your lives together, and that can include everything, money, sex, lifestyles, which I'll get to in a moment. And so if we want to grow together, you have to consistently, not just once, but many times have conversations about your goals and about your dreams and how the two of you are going to be united and a united front out in the world, sharing meaning, sharing dreams, and sharing goals, and what that looks like. This episode is sponsored by AG1. So I gave AG1 a try because I hate taking so many supplements. I just forget to take them. I don't like taking a bunch of pills. And I really wanted something that was going to help me with energy and just overall immune health. I like to take things that are easy, in powder form, just one like shot of water with the mixture in it and just give me all my nutritional support for the day. In addition to just wanting to feel better and boosted energy and all that, it just tastes good. And I drink AG1 in the morning before starting my day. And it just, like I said, it really does help. It's given me more energy. It helps with hair, skin, and nails. I'm actually even sleeping better. And it's really helpful for digestion. So I have to say that AG1 was designed with ease in mind, which I love. So you can live better and healthier without having to complicate your routine and remember to take a bunch of pills. And ugh. Every scoop of AG1 is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and high quality whole food sourced ingredients that boost my energy. They actually improve my mood. And like I said, give me healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. And my AG1 is delivered to me every month. So it's been super easy to make into a daily habit. And that is key. AG1 is a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food sourced ingredients. 
and it will replace your multivitamin, your probiotic, all in one simple drinkable habit. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to ag1.com slash Jillian on love. That's drinkag1.com slash Jillian on love. Check it out. Next, you must also have shared values. And this is for anyone who is looking for long-term partnership. I would have the conversation about not only what your shared values are, but what are going to be the values of your actual relationship. So there's a very interesting thing that I've noticed in strong, healthy couples, and that is that they have shared core values, like maybe loyalty and trust and communication. And it's almost like their shared values become the value system of their relationship. It's like if you join a company and you work with a company or you start a company, anyone who starts a company or small business, even no matter, no matter how small or large, it is, they want their business to stand for something. They want it to have a certain culture to it. And what defines the culture of a business is the values. And so you want your relationship to be a reflection of your shared values. Because here's the thing, any relationship, any marriage, when you look at it from the outside, looking in, It actually is a reflection of the two people inside of it. And so when a marriage or a relationship is falling apart, the people in it in many ways are falling apart too. So I don't care if you're single and you don't even have a date lined up. I still want you to write this down. My future relationship or marriage, this is what it's going to stand for. And you can just write a list of all the values that you want your relationship with someone to embody. And having these shared values really is a needle mover. The next greatest lesson that I've learned about being in a very committed partnership or marriage is that we all must do our individual work. We, all of us, every single one of us, has an inner saboteur. And that inner saboteur is the person that lives inside of us that sabotages good things, sabotages opportunity, sabotages our happiness. And we do this in relationships. And we do this just in life. And part of being more conscious, part of maturing, is being very aware of the saboteur that lives inside of us and what they are actually capable of doing. And most of the time, when we get a glimpse of that saboteur, what we normally do is we like to stuff that person inside of us way down and not look at them. We don't want to look at it. We don't want to identify it. It's icky. It's yucky. But having strong self-awareness means that we look at it and we become very acquainted with it. And we know exactly how it operates. We know its triggers. We know how it manipulates. We know everything about it. Don't ignore the saboteur inside of you. I want you to know everything about it. I want you to know it like the back of your hand so that you are aware of and recognize how easy it is to potentially screw up your relationship. We all have to do that. And then you do, like we all must do, the inner work so that we don't sabotage. And that inner work could look like therapy, but not necessarily. It could be about your religious beliefs, your spiritual beliefs. It could be prayer. It could be taking care of your body. It could be abstaining from drugs and alcohol. It could be weekly or monthly or daily meetings with a particular mentor. Don't think of your individual work as just something that you do to quote unquote fix yourself. No, it's simply staying on top of your saboteur so you don't allow it 
to run the show and to make you and your life unhappy. You could call it your inner child, your inner teenager, whatever. It's entirely up to you. But this person exists. This part of you exists, exists in all of us. And like I said, you have to know it very well so that you don't let it screw things up. This is going to seem really obvious, but one of the most important lessons is that we have to have open communication. So if your inner saboteur is to be avoidant or to be anxious or whatever your attachment wounds or whatever trauma it's related to, whatever pain or conditioning it is attached to, you have to know who this is and you must still be committed to open communication. This is also part of not keeping secrets, telling the truth, but the hard conversations, the open communication. In fact, let's just shelve hard conversations for a moment. Open, honest communication is also just about being a communicator, being communicative about your day, what your plans are for the day. It's about your plans for the weekend. It's the plan your plans talking about the kids, talking about money, talking about anything, whether the topic is logistics or the topic is your emotions. You must have open communication, really simple yet incredibly hard for most people. And you do not have to be perfect and you don't need to be talking about your emotions all the time. There's lots of books on communication. There's this podcast, there's other podcasts. Do whatever you have to do to work on your social skills and your communication skills separately and together because relationships end because of communication breakdowns. They really do. And those communication breakdowns lead to not growing together. They lead to the disconnection. And nine times out of 10, when a couple is really struggling to get along, it's because they just have a complete communication breakdown. So whether you need to hire someone or get that book, learn how to be more open and just start with being honest. I've shared this in other podcast episodes, you know, but if you are in a committed relationship or in a marriage, start with once a week having a meeting that has nothing to do with, you know, have the meeting that is just basically about the partnership of your marriage or your relationship. You go over the household, you go over the kids, you go over logistics, you go over any outstanding resentments, not just outstanding bills and outstanding resentments, outstanding emotional stuff. You have to get it all out on the table And just do it once a week so you're not constantly talking about the relationship and you're not constantly talking about logistics. All the hard stuff throughout the week, it's just like this is the meeting to just get everything out. And, you know, it does set up the week for success because there's two parts to a relationship. There's the love and passion and fun part. And then there's the actual partnership. And that is how do we run the ship of our relationship in a way that is effective? How do we run it so that we don't become a sinking ship? And, you know, you have to communicate and it sounds so obvious, but as someone who was married and there just wasn't that kind of communication, there was a lot of, we just didn't know any better. There was a lot of withholding. There was a lot of not having the hard conversation and there was a lot of trying to keep the peace and then not really understanding each other. So this is really important. And so I would say that if you have not yet adopted the value that open communication and doing whatever it is that you need to do in order to overcome whatever barriers you have to healthy communication, you must adopt that value. And I would not marry, date, or date anyone who doesn't have that value too. Even if they are not a great communicator, But if they can at least admit it and say that they're committed 100% to becoming a better one. But if someone is just not willing to do that, I don't care where their trauma is. I don't care what their attachment style is. If they're just not willing to do it, you cannot build a relationship with someone who is not at least willing to learn the skills to communicate better with you and your relationship will fall apart. Next, you must have sex. So let me backtrack a little bit. 
When it comes to meaning, not everyone ascribes the same meaning to sex. Sex doesn't have the same meaning for everyone. And for some couples, it's really important to have a lot of sex. And for others, it's not. So it's really quite individual and it's quite specific to the couple. So I am not here to tell you how often you should be having sex, like I said, because everyone is different. What I will say is that the couples who are stressed out, even if they are legitimately stressed out and overwhelmed with life's responsibilities and overwhelmed with just their own dysregulation, and they use that as an excuse to not have sex with their partner, those are the couples that usually end up feeling very disconnected from one another. And this is just a hard truth. So I don't care if you have to schedule it, but you have to. You just don't want to forget about it, you know, and it's not about, you know, how many times you're having sex in a week. It's just about you got to work on chemistry. I did an episode last year. I think it was the second or third episode that I've ever done. And it's called Sex and Sweatpants. And I talk about, you know, and look, I think sweatpants are really cute and they can be really sexy, but it's a metaphor, right? The sweatpants are a metaphor for comfort. And I think that comfort is an amazing part of a relationship. But if comfort defines the relationship, then what you have is that the pendulum is swung too far in the direction of just being roommates and good friends. And it's swung too far away from romance. And so you have to, and I mean this metaphorically, and you can take it literally, but you got to get out of your sweatpants once in a while and start to bring your A game back to the relationship because most people We take each other for granted. It is the law of familiarity. And we think, oh yeah, they'll never leave me. They love me, whatever. But the lack of connection that causes so many divorces and breakups is really coming from that lack of passion and that lack of attraction. People get too comfortable with each other and they stop doing the things that they did in the beginning of the relationship. They stop being present with each other. They stop being curious about each other and asking them questions about their inner world. They stop putting on their favorite perfume. They stop grooming themselves the way they did in the beginning. They stop being playful. A lot of people, I can't say everyone, but a lot of times what happens is that everything gets really serious. People get, we get bogged down with stuff. Life can be hard. And we forget that the person we're with is not a guarantee. And so we do have to start bringing in a relationship, in a long-term relationship, we have to start bringing our A-game. This episode is sponsored by Copilot. Copilot is a personalized fitness solution. Every individual is unique, so every individual's fitness journey should be too. Copilot's app links you with an affordable real-life fitness coach who customizes workouts tailored to your individual needs and goals. And let me tell you, these people are very talented and skilled. As someone who taught yoga for almost 20 years, I am extremely picky about who I allow to help me with my body. I just feel like I know so much, so who I'm going to trust better know a lot too. And that definitely is the case with the trainers at Copilot. First of all, you'll get a completely personalized workout with step-by-step guidance. And that's really important because not everyone has the same goals. And again, our needs and our goals are so individual. So one workout for someone could be really terrible where it could be amazing for someone else. And your coach, by the way, continuously updates and adapts every workout to your goals, your schedule, and whatever struggles you're dealing with injury-wise. My Copilot app offers a connection to a real-life expert coach, and they really are expert. And so it's also really important to have the accountability, just to have someone to check in with. Like, this is how we really push ourselves to get the kind of results that we need to lead healthier lives. And the workout programs are designed around your lifestyle. So you are able to work out at your convenience with or without a gym. So it's been really great. I love it. I love the fact that technology has allowed us to do it. I can't say enough about the the experience at Copilot. It just really works. I'd love for you to follow my lead to get fit and feel fabulous. 
give Copilot a try to find out why it was listed by Forbes as the top rated personal trainer app of 2023. Head to go.mycopilot.com to get a 14-day free trial and 20% off your first month of personalized fitness with your own personal trainer if you sign up before February 1st, 2024. That's go.mycopilot.com slash Jillian to get a free 14-day free trial and 20% off your first month. Sign up for the new year and let Copilot help you reach your fitness goals. Next, money. And we all have different meanings that we ascribe to money. And a lot of strong couples blend their money because there's an agreement in a more traditional household. If there's one person who decides to stay home and raise the kids and the other one who decides to make the money, and that's a very traditional household, then, you know, they share their money. And look, and the reality is, is that most people, they don't make the same amount of money, but they're not keeping tabs. It's like, okay, we're married, we're committed even though you may not make as much money as me, or maybe you don't work as much as I do. You're working hard on other things. And so there's that understanding and there has to be that understanding. This is so important. Couples fight about money and sex more than anything else. And so you got to get all your cards on the table. As much as I believe in that though, I am also a realist and I have worked with many women in particular who got into relationships where they are being financially supported. And then when the relationship doesn't work, they are panicking and remaining in a relationship that may be a very bad situation for them because they don't have financial independence. And so what I would say to that is, and this is a radical thing that I'm about to say, but it is a very, very firm belief that I have, and it's based on the work that I do, is that if you are someone who has that level of dependence, it's always a good thing to figure out a way to have your own money. Now, I know that there are prenuptial agreements, and in the event of divorce, and raising kids, and alimony, and all that. And this is not a pleasant thing to talk about. But if that is applicable to you in your relationship, then it is something that I do recommend. I am a full support of that, because we all have to protect ourselves. This is just the realist in me. I recommend that you never enter a relationship in which you have to be dependent on your partner for financial stability without protecting yourself in some way with your own money, or having a agreed upon agreement with your partner about what it's going to look like if things don't work out. Because otherwise, that means that you're trapped and you're stuck. And it's not a good thing when that happens. And I know that this is not an easy thing to talk about because people are very funny with money. But I'm here to be very direct with you. So if you are someone who believes that you can marry for money or believe that you're just not an earner and it's not a big deal and you do want to be more of a stay-at-home parent, that's all fine. But the two of you have to have a conversation about it. So this is something that I've been reflecting on for a long time and I've been wanting to do this episode for a long time and I've been getting a lot of requests for this. These are the greatest lessons that I've learned about marriage and relationship from the 10 years of working with couples in this capacity and even the 10 years more working with couples through yoga and also my own personal experience with marriage and divorce. These are the lessons about relationship and marriage that could save yours. And so I hope it helps. I know this is a lot. I wanted this to be very comprehensive and I have a feeling that I'm going to hear from a lot of you about this and I want to hear I want you to email me at hello at jillianonlove.com and let me know your thoughts on this. Let me know what has really struck you. Let me know if you're married or thinking about getting married. And if this was eye-opening to you, 
because I do this podcast to serve you. So I try to choose topics that I believe that is really going to serve you and based on what you've all requested. So let me know again at hello at jillianonlove.com. And if you have not clicked the subscribe button to just follow this podcast for free, if you could, that would be great because it is really the amount of actual free subscribers that we have that keeps the podcast alive. And if you do follow and subscribe, whether you're on Apple or Spotify or anywhere else, my pledge to you is to continue to put out content that serves you in the highest and most profound way that I possibly can. And if you have found this episode helpful in any way, and there's anyone that you know who could benefit from this, please do not hesitate to click share because when you share an episode, you just never know whose life you could be changing for the better. And, you know, I just know that my life would have been very different had I known these things years ago. So I hope it helps you. And I thank you for listening. Until next time. Jillian on Love is a Q Code production. Executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson. Produced by Shin Yin Hu. Editing and music by Will Tendy. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Are you ready for the ultimate Love Island experience? Join us on After the Island. We're going back to where it all began, Fiji. Love Island USA Season 5 is making a splash on Peacock right now. And guess what? Your favorite recap show is back, too. Welcome to After the Island. Join us as real-life besties and co-hosts, Elizabeth and Alex, as we deep dive into each sizzling episode of Love Island USA. We'll spill the tea, interview contestants, answer fan questions, and give you unprecedented behind-the-scenes access to the wildly popular world of Love Island. Don't miss a single moment of the drama, romance, and unforgettable island vibes. Listen to After the Island on any streaming platform.